What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Swimman Podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Jules St. Ledger. Joined as I am all the time by Lewis Howard and Louis Halpin. We're here for podcast number 68 to break everything down that's been going on in the NBA in the past week. Um, I'm not really sure what we're gonna we're gonna start on. So I'm just gonna throw it to Louis and whatever topic you want to go with, we'll go with. Um, I think the topic that's probably been on my mind the foremost actually in the in the re- like last week. We dabbled a little bit in it last week. I think we mentioned Russell Westbrook's not exactly been at his best. Um, he had a good game against the Nets, to be fair, the other day. And a good game is like, actually quite understating it. He was immense. Um, but all in all, we would say the Wizards have been largely underwhelming this season. I think that's fair to say. Um, yeah. Obviously, they've had the struggles with coronavirus, probably more than any other franchise like in the NBA since the season started. So... I think that's important to take into account. I don't think Russ, Russell Westbrook has been very healthy either. Um, but it comes like to a stage where they're losing such a like large volume of games. And even though you think they probably can get better over time, uh, even a playing spot might be a bit of a stretch. Uh, what's their record right now? Does anyone know off the top of their head? It's like 3-12 and 12 or something like for that. The Wizards, for the Wizards, it's 4 yeah. and uh, four and thirteen. Yeah, yeah, four and thirteen. Bottom of the Eastern Conference. They're even below the bloody Detroit Pistons, which I'm sorry, that's just horrendous. Um, so, in association with this topic, I don't, I, mm-hmm. I don't really want to go too much into the Russell Westbrook thing right now. Um, I'd like yeah. to see it play out a little bit more. Uh, admittedly, he was very good against the Nets the other night, but I think we are starting to see a bit of a decline. But in any case, I think we wanted to talk about Bradley Beal um, and what mm-hmm. this sort of start means for them because. We assumed that when they brought in Russ, like that was a win now move, a win now move that was just basically get to the playoffs and get knocked out first round, admittedly. But they obviously wanted to see significant improvements from last season to try and keep Brad happy. Um, but no, those improvements haven't come. I think that's fair to say by this point. Um, and obviously the trade sort of rumors and the trade mill start uh, piping up again mm-hmm. now. There was an athletic article I will like. I'll note that that said he isn't like looking for a trade right now. Um, yeah, he wants to win in Washington, all that sort of stuff. I, I do wonder how long, much longer that will last. And I think that's commendable that he does want to stay and try and make it work out and all that. There's not a lot of players who do that in the NBA anymore. But from a personal standpoint, I think I would like to see him on another team where his true light scoring ability can be like what's recognized to a higher standard i think everyone recognizes bradley bill is a very good scorer but i generally think he's one of the uh, i was going to say top 15 i'd have to work it out but at least top 20 players in the nba and i think he deserves a little bit more recognition um and you only get that if he's on a team that actually you know wins and competes um so and i think he's a guy who can like fit onto a lot of different teams so i think 
discussing trade scenarios for him are, are quite interesting. And I know Lewis had a few noted up. Yeah, I, I have scaled the internet and uh, picked picked a few that I thought were interesting. Some I agree with, some I don't, but we'll mm. we'll wait and see. As you said, to just firstly before we get into this, recently Bradley Bill said he didn't want to trade. And we, mm. we know the Wizards have said multiple times they don't want to trade him, but it's no fun just taking their word for that. So we're going to no. dive into this anyway. So I'll, uh, I thought the way we could do this is I'll reel them off one by one and we'll get everyone's opinions on them, yeah? Yeah. I'll start with what I think is the most boring one and, and, and the one that we've talked about before, but we'll do it anyway. And it's the 76ers who missed obviously missed out on James Harden. And I know... Many a podcast ago, Louis, you've brought this this deal yeah. up before. So I'll, I'll go into it again and we'll have discussion again. Maybe it won't be as long on this one. But it's, uh, it's a trade where the 76ers obviously get Bradley Bill. And in return, the Wizards get Ben Simmons, Thibault, and a 2021 first round pick and 2023 first round pick, which mm-hmm. is top five protected. What do we think about that one? Wait, what do the Sixers get? The Sixers Bradley just Bill. get Bill. That's all they get. Who, who well, I mean, I'm going to be biased here, but that's a horrendous <laughs> trade for the six. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they weren't going to trade that for James Harden, like, let's mm. be honest, Bradley Bill's a great scorer, but he's not the caliber of player James Harden is. So, I mean, that that just won't happen. I don't think I can't see a straight like Bradley uh, Bill Ben Simmons swap. So. I- I do agree with both of you on that one. That is one that I, I, I didn't think was the greatest, especially not only with the fact that they you know, didn't get it with James Harden, including Ben Simmons, but also the fact that the 76ers are doing so well right now. So yeah. It'd be I strange think... to get rid of one of, the, one of the main reasons for that right now. On a different tangent, uh, Sixers-Lakers obviously played in the last week, and I actually felt that, they matched up quite well with the Lakers' size with with Simmons and Embiid because you know those two guys are basically the, one of the, two of the best guys you can get to guard LeBron and Anthony Davis. My concerns is just how they get there, but I'll I'll mm. just let it play out for the season now that James Harden is off the table. Yeah, so would I. So we're all agreed on that one then. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Right, so I'll go to the next one. The next one was a deal with the Mavericks, and mm. it was the Mavs getting Bradley Bill. And then the Wizards in return getting Tim Hardaway Jr., who is on an expiring co- contract, mm-hmm. Maxi Kleber, mm-hmm. T- uh, Tyrell Terry, and then a 2022, 2024, 2026, and a 2028 <laughs> first round pick. What's, what's everyone's thoughts on that? Four, is that four first round picks? Yeah, it is four first round picks. That's the There's no other way they'd make this work whilst also trying to create that free of this is obviously with the aim of creating a free of Paul Zingis, Luca and Bill. So you know if you're gonna do that you're gonna have to give up the picks as well. See the thing is when you was bringing up the Mavericks I fully expected you to throw in Paul Zingis into mm. that. Um and if you was going to put Paul Zingis at this current moment in time I have absolutely no confidence in Paul Zingis unfortunately keeping fit and keeping on mm. the court. So that would have been a straight no. And to be honest, the, the players that you threw out, it's a straight no as well. I know they gave four first-round picks, but ultimately in these types of trades, you want like a, one established, like very good guy and then mm. a load of picks. Like, uh, yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr., that's, I mean, he's not a very good guy, but for the past two years, yeah. now, he's been good for the but, Mavericks. But, he's the best corner shooter in the league. To be fair, 
this the way this trade is is created isn't looking for the Wizards to keep Hardaway Jr. because he's on an expiring contract. Yeah. Essentially, what this trade is is who's the headline? It's essentially well, the headline is you'd get four first round picks and then some cap space because you'd get yeah. the contract off your book. So this is more looking towards the future, and, and then obviously the Mavs getting getting giving up their future to get a player that would put them in a win now mode, which they are somewhat already in. I know obviously Doncic is very young still, but they are although they're not doing great at the moment, they are a very good team. Yeah. I'd have so to that's, question, that's where the thinking of this goes. I'd have to question the quality of those picks though as well, because the Mavs are probably mm. likely going to be quite a good team for the next couple of years. Yeah. So those picks aren't likely to be great. And like I said, you're not really getting a headliner player yeah. as well, which is what, you know, if you're, if you're aiming for the sort of like best return from these trades, you know, Andy Davis got Brandon Ingram in return, who is like mm-hmm. turned into an all-star player. Um, James Harden got Victor Oladipo, who could walk at the end of this year, granted. But I think you need like a, a player of that sort of calibre and then a load of picks, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'd I, mean, I, accept. I would say as well, I do think the fact that the Wizards are also locked into Russell Westbrook for for yeah. a while, it does make it a bit more difficult to get that sort of trade to work perfectly in the Wizards' favour because they still have the issue of... And it's not an issue. I'm not saying Russell Westbrook's an issue, but the mm. fact that you've got a player who is, as you say, either c- coming slightly down from their apex or is in those years where it's not going to get better, mm. then then when you start bringing all the young picks in, then you've got timing a timing mismatch there. Yeah. So, so shall I move on to one that... Because both of them got shot down yeah. pretty quick. Shall I move on to one that's a bit more interesting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, I think me, me and Louis spoke about this one a bit earlier. And... You actually said you saw one that was slightly different to this. So I'll say this one, but then I'll and then I'll mm-hmm. leave it to you to say what the alternative that you saw was. And this one's with the Warriors. And I think this is one of the two most interesting ones that I saw. And this is the Warriors getting Bradley, Bill, and Robin Lopez. And then the Wizards in return getting the 2021 first-round pick from the Timberwolves, which is top three protected, and a 2023 mm-hmm. first-round pick, as well as James Wiseman, and Andrew Wiggins. Now, Louis, you've had a slightly different one to that. So do you want to say that one quick? Yeah, we'll I think I think the only alteration, or maybe there was two alterations, I think there was one pick that wasn't included, maybe. I can't exactly remember. But the major sort of difference was that they had Kelly Oubre instead mm. of Andrew Wiggins. Um, either way, it, from my perspective anyway, I think if I was the Wizards, I would take that deal and, and run. George, what do, what do you think about about either of them? So, Kelly Oubre, what was the rest of yeah. the Warriors? Slash so, so, it would be Oubre or Wiggins. I don't know the Oubre one because Louis saw that one. They're both but, on very big contracts. Yeah, but it would be Oubre or Wiggins, one of them, along with James Wiseman, and then two first-round picks, the 2021 Timberwolves first-round pick, and then a 2023 one. And then the, the Warriors get Bill and Robin Lopez. Uh, I mean, that would kind of, yeah. I mean, for me, in my perspective, I just don't think the Warriors would be interested in that this year. That's the only thing I can see from that. I think they'd want to see how Wiseman plays out. They're not going to win anything this year. They know that. They're just trying, like, if they get to the playoffs, that's their win for them at the minute. It's, I just, I think maybe if Clay was healthy, but then I don't really see how Clay, Beal, and Curry work as a three. 
It yeah, I think so, that'd work right? fine. Personally. It would probably work. I think that'd be fine. Yeah, I think you Clay would just move to the where well, well, the small forward position, and you just have a Bill and Curry back call, and I think that would be lethal. Uh, I mean, and I don't think you lose too much there. Potentially, but for I, me, I, I don't I, love it. Don't get me wrong, but of the ones I've seen, I think this is one where you could make the case for both teams that you know what this is actually this would actually be pretty decent. That's the best of the three, but even then, I'm not sure. I yeah. think, I think it comes down to like from a Warriors perspective, anyway. From the Wizards one, I would take that because I think James Wiseman is probably going to be like an All NBA center if he continues mm. like what he, what he's shown in the first couple of games. I know he's tailed off a bit since the start, um, but I've seen enough to make me think he's going to be quite a special player. So yeah, I agree. I agree. In that regard, you're getting, I think, a, a, like a future star, and then you're getting a really good pick from Minnesota. Um, you know, it's top three protected. I think it's unprotected the year after. I might be wrong on that. Um, mm. But either way, you're getting like a very good pick uh, and like a, a really good proven player already. So that's why I like it. Um, from a Warriors perspective, I think you'd have to, to juggle the thing like there's the potential of like transitioning the success of this dynasty and like going into sort of the Wiseman era. You know mm. what I mean? like carrying on like a, a sustained period of success or just maximizing this short window that they'll have with Steph yeah, while you've still got Steph's prime. Yeah. yeah. You'll have Clay coming back next year. Like with Bradley Beal, Steph, um and Draymond this year, I think that team is like genuine Western Conference Finals contender. I wouldn't say mm. a favourite, but it's it's up there. Um and then next year, when you get Clay back, I think that's a genuine finals contender, personally. Yeah, I, so, I agree, which is why I think from, from that perspective, you can make the case that the Warriors could do this. I'm not saying they should, but could. I would like them to, is what I'd say. I think I think that would be, I mean, I don't know the, the next two trades you're going to suggest, but I feel like this will be where I, you know, where I sort of lay down what my favourite one is, because mm. I, I want to see that, quite frankly. Well, I, w- I was going to say because we are we are, we have been on this for a while. Shall I say the last one I think's decent and and just okay. leave the other? Because no. I'll quickly mention now the other two were a Miami Heat trade where the Heat gave up a lot. They gave up like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Hero. And a few people. Yeah. Well. I know I, I I wouldn't do that, and I don't know if any of you would have agreed with that. So that's why I, I think it's to leave mm-hmm. leaving that one's fine. And then the other one was a a Pelicans trade where the Wizards gave up. I mean, sorry, the Wizards gave up Bill and got in return Lonzo on an expiring contract, JJ Redick, and then a mountain of first round picks as well. But yeah. that one's also in the same vein as the Mavericks one. So I think, you know, give give or take there, you can just chuck them in together. But yeah. the last one that I okay. think is decent, along with the Warriors, is a trade involving the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this one, I think this one's interesting. It would be the Nuggets getting Bradley Bill. And in return, the Wizards would get Michael Porter Jr., Gary Harris, Bowl Bowl, and then a 2021 and a 2023 first round pick. Mm-hmm. Well, what okay. are the thoughts on that? I This is probably my second favorite one because, again, I kind of want to see Bradley Beal on that sort of like teetering title contender, if that makes sense, where you can maybe push them over the edge a little bit. Mm. Um, that's where, personally, I'd like to see him in that position. Part of me thinks, though, if I'm from a Denver perspective, I know I've just said about maximising the window for, for Golden State, 
I don't think you really need to do that for Denver. I know there there seems to be like a, a feeling of they need to rush this and like get the because these guys could be in title contention if they have like another piece. And I think they could be, but I like Michael Porter Jr. a lot. And these guys are only still quite young. Um, mm. They've got them locked up for a bit. So there's no sort of pressing issues there to keep someone happy. I don't think Jokic is someone that would like want away anywhere. That's just my impression. Mm. Yeah. Um. So part of me thinks that you don't really need to do that and you can probably just see how it develops with, with uh, Michael Porter Jr. And if you need to make a move later on, you can do. That's what I'm going to say on it, but I, I would be intrigued to see it happen. All right, George, what do you think about that one? I'd probably prefer this one to the Warriors. because I, I think, think that, I do as well. I, I think that this is one that would definitely, well... I still wouldn't have them as my favourites in title contention, but it definitely puts them a lot more closer to being recognised as as a serious threat. I don't think right now they're a serious threat. I think they're going to be in and amongst it, but never would I pick them over the Clippers, the Lakers, anyone like that. But um, I think that this is probably a better destination for Bradley Bill in his perspective to try and... Even though he doesn't want to leave, and I'm saying all this, but as, as a genuine contendership team, I think this would be the better one for him. Yeah, I mean, this is all hyperbole at the end of the day, yeah. but I do think this would put... I mean, you got to remember the Nuggets. I know Jamal Murray went absolutely psychotic in the last <laughs> season in the playoffs, but even so, you have to remember that they are, or they were, in the Western Conference Finals. And if you had a player like Bradley Bill, I know they give up quite a bit here as well, and they have uh, they lost Jeremy Grant as well. So they would get weaker in that perspective, but adding someone like Bradley Bill, I think would really push them up to the top teams. And I don't hate what the Wizards get back either. But mm. the one thing I would say is, as you say, Louis, I think everyone is agreed that this Denver team in the future will probably... I, I would say I think they'll probably win a championship in the future. I don't know about you lot. So, so, so in that case, maybe waiting and seeing what happens because obviously I know, if, I know all if, three of us are quite big on Michael Porter Jr. So, If I see Jamal Murray decide that he wants to become a top tier point guard then potentially so yeah. Yeah it, it's true that that I think that is the thing people argue the most with the Nuggets is whether Jamal Murray can take that step to the next level and maybe we saw what could be last year with him in the playoffs but we'll have to wait to see if the consistency is there. I think it would certainly suit him if he was like a third option instead of someone like he does. He doesn't need to be relied upon as much then because he is just so eclectic. Like he's just inconsistent, isn't he? Like one night yeah. he'll be one of the best players on the court or their best player on the court, and the, and another night he just looks like you know some regular bum. So it may be not a bum, but your average player uh, is what I was thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah I get your average point. player, but he can have some really bad games as well. Um, mm. So I think that third role would suit him a little bit more than second role. So like I said, I would be intrigued to see it. And I think it would be exciting to see. I just don't think they need to do it because I think Michael Porter Jr. is like a special talent. The main concern with him is injury. Um, yeah. but he's been pretty good, you know, this last season and a half, Touchwood. So I, I would wait and see how it pans out because like we said at the top, I don't think Bradley Beal is going to get traded anytime too soon. So I think they can afford to yeah. wait a little bit. Um, but I just want to touch back on the, the Pelicans one that you mentioned. I, I don't re really remember yeah. the specifics of the trade, but I know the Pelicans are odds-on favourite currently at the moment in time to get Bradley Bill. 
that's one that doesn't really make sense for me because of the timelines and everything because you've got a very young team and then you just got Brad who kind of wants to win now um so that's why yeah. the reason I'd say no to that one yeah I I agree with you I think I think you the arguments for that are similar to the Mavericks ones as well mm. although the Mavericks are a better team well, yeah, <laughs> not not right now. I don't think. Well, to be fair, the Pelicans well, and yeah, are probably on a similar pedestal. But yeah, I get it, but like we to get better. yeah, we do. Um, and I'd expect the Pelicans to get better too. To be fair, um, but I just don't think that's the right landing spot for him right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, they are they are all the trades. I was a, a nice little. A little bit of hyperbole to engage in. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there with the Bradley Bill trades because I think we've spent about half the time on it now. So does, does yeah. anyone want to bring? Do we actually next... think he's going to get traded? I, I I don't personally. I think I think it, he might. I think he might. I think it can say all of this right now, and he could just be saying this to save face. But I'll be looking yeah. at his body language and and, the, and his body language. What he looks so like. Poor. Like genuinely, I get that if you're losing games, you're scoring points, you're going to be deflated. Yeah. And that could be a completely different thing from you wanting to move away from the team. I think when they moved away from um, John Wall, that would hurt him a little bit more as well. But genuinely, yeah, I, I, I'll be surprised if behind the scenes there isn't something trying to be worked out here because there's no way a player of his caliber, and it's, just, it, it's similar with Russell Westbrook, even though you can hate on him as much as you want, there's no way a player of his caliber should be on a team that's 4 and 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And from the perspective of like, okay, he's he's under contract for this season, next season, and I believe it's a player option, the next one. Um, that's $37 million. He's probably going to take it. But then again, he could just get that anywhere. Um, yeah. So I think it makes sense, like, from a Washington perspective to just kind of, like, you're not going to get anywhere with this team. Even if they do make a recovery and get in the eighth seed, you're going to get battered in the first round and go out anyway. Um, I think it makes sense just to stand back now and just rebuild um and as we've seen from like other superstar trades you can do that by just getting these monster halls of like good players and picks so i think it'd be best for both parties if Mm. there was a split yeah that's fair enough um where else do we want to go for yeah i mean what is the next topic um uh, maybe the hot team of the moment we had the clippers last week and it's probably the jazz right now yeah, George's favourite team. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna duck out. I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> no, 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 I want to know your opinion, George, because I've been. Yeah, that's true. But this is the. Ja- I'm sorry, but, oh, yeah, but you can look at this. Like, I was watching. What, what game was I watching? It, it, there was like a highlight game that came on. I think it was like the Jazz on. Was it the Pistons or was it the Nuggets? It was one that Sky was re-showing. And I was kind of watching it, and and obviously I don't keep up with the Utah Jazz because you know I like liquid basketball and not the stale blue stilted cheddar basketball. basketball. Nah, I didn't refuse to believe that. And um, it was like seventy nine, sort of fifty eight Nuggets Jazz, right? Something like that. And um, there was something mentioned, and and Rudy Gobert kind of picked up a loose ball and and kind of dunked it home, not in a ferocious manner because he doesn't have that in his locker. But um, Mm. it was more. And then the commentator said. Uh, quiet night for Rudy Gobert. That's his fourth field goal of the game in like the third. In like, those are three minutes left in the, like the third quarter, right? And then you just think like this is a franchise that paid that man over two hundred million dollars. Like genuinely, genuinely, how? 
I'm so curious to know if Utah Jazz fans was happy about that. Like genuinely, like, if if you are a Jazz fan and you're listening right now, please, I beg, tweet at Swingman Pod and just tell me your opinions on that that deal well, in particular. You, you know what? Uh, <clears throat> while we have talked about that deal, and uh, we'll, I think we're all agreed that. Yeah, I don't want to tangent it. It's probably not worth that contract. But yeah, no, it's fair enough. I will uh, quickly say some things in his favour because you know, we will get back to talking about oh, the fact what, that he block shots. And they he gets are Josh Hart's got seven rebounds this year. Well, yeah, so, 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 so I'll jump into it. But uh, let, let me get into one of the big reasons why they are first in the West at the moment. They've got a 16 to 5 record. Is I'll, I'll just read off a couple of these team statistics. So the Utah Jazz right now, and, and it's quite poetic that we're talking about a team George thinks is quite dry. And I'm about to read off a load of statistics as to why they're a good team, which in itself <laughs> is quite dry. But anyway. So at the moment, as a team, the Jazz are third in points allowed, first in rebounds, fifth in block shots, and third in opponents' field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. So essentially what I'm saying here is one of the massive reasons why the Jazz are first in the West is they have one of the best defences or defensive teams in the entirety of the NBA. And you yeah. got to admit that a large part of that is due to the man himself, Rudy Gobert. To be fair, though, they're always a really good defensive team. Like, yeah, as far are. as I can remember, they top defensive rating and all stuff like that. This year, I think the difference has been is that they're currently fifth in, in offensive rating. They're actually scoring quite a few points. Um, mm. And I think largely due to that is because Mike Conley is now like more integrated yeah. into the offense. Um, last year, he just looked like... We was wondering if he was finished, but I think it was just like a transition period. Um, you know, yeah, it was working a different pick and roll. A very strange transition because it took so long yeah. for them to actually figure it out. Like usually, it takes uh, it will take time, but not mm. the catastrophe that we saw last year. I think the thing is with Mike is that he's never going to be someone who gets like twenty points a game or anything. Um, yeah. It gets around you know your sixteen, and it'll get you quite a few assists, but. Once he like he's sort of integrated into the offense like he is now, um, and then they had Bogdanovic last year, and he was good last year. He's good again this year. Um, yeah, he's had a few games this year where he's been a bit. Iffy. Yeah, he's a bit. He's been a bit more inconsistent so far, but he is still averaging about fifteen points, yeah. which is a bit. He's like a fourth option, isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and for, for what they need, that's that. That's enough. And Jordan Clarkson's been playing really well as well. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say uh, a couple of the other things. I know we talked about. Well, I like Jordan Clarkson, to be fair. Yeah, I, I said about the defense, and as you rightly said, he is usually always there for them. But the two, two other big factors that you have to think about is, as you say, Mike Conley has now been integrated. He started every game. He's actually performing well, mm. and a certain person in this, uh, <laughs> in this podcast, actually picked Jordan Clarkson as their sixth man of the year, and at the moment, that's looking pretty shrewd. You know what? It's looking shrewd in comparison to you two because you chose starters for your sixth man of the year, unfortunately. Um... Well, even when he hasn't been starting, <laughs> Lou, Will, Lou Will ain't particularly been great. Well, I mean, I'll no. say that as actually a big dub because it, my sixth man of the year was so good that they had to put him in the starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, Mate, he not... never even like, came on the <laughs> <laughs> He was just good to begin with. We all knew he was good. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that that's what I was going to say about a jazz is that this time around, they usually bank on the on their defense to get them through things. And in the playoffs, I don't think that's worked very well because they go from first in defensive rating and they go like quite far to the bottom. 
because it becomes mm. more perimeter oriented. Rudy Gobert can't have a much uh, have as much impact, etc. So the fact that they can now sort of keep up with other teams in the West offensively, I think bodes quite well for them come the playoff time. Um, yeah, I've seen people dub them a dark horse contender for the championship. Which, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's that. mental. That is. that is mental. That was Kendrick Perkins. So, you know, you know, he's probably <laughs> trolling a little bit. But as you say, I do think that we have to remember not to get ahead of ourselves because no, whilst, uh, whilst they are doing quite well in the regular season, they do generally, as you say, always do quite well in the regular season. And that defense is always there. But the big question with the Jazz, as always, is come playoff time. As you say, when things start to shift up, the the perimeter defending becomes much more important. And you see, you know, this kind of Rudy Gobert centric defense doesn't work as well. That that's going to be the real test when we see that. So for now, it's you know, it's it's good to, or or it's right to laud what they're doing at the moment. Come playoffs, it's a completely different story. Of course, but let me ask you a question now. If if for example, the Lakers and the Jazz played in the Western Conference Finals. Would you be absolutely like, I can't believe this happened? Would you be so shocked? Well, I wouldn't I watch it would because it would be dry. I would be well, pretty surprised. Happen, but... to be honest. I, I, I would be pretty surprised. Would you? So, I think, uh, obviously, I think the Clippers... Gobs, I'd be, be amazed. But I, I think I'd put them second after the I Clippers. Do think, I do think the Clippers... Is a worse matchup for them than the Lakers. I think the Clippers that they would really struggle with. Well, yeah. The thing is, the Clippers are a small team, so if you had a, yeah. a big man who could do offense, then Rudy Gobert would face, but he can't. Like mm. he can't really create yeah, offense, exactly. so that's a bit of an issue. But like in my estimations, I think the Clippers are my odds on favorite. I'd be very surprised if they didn't make the Western Conference Finals again this year. With this, um, this is saying the Lakers are getting there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's just like a foregone conclusion at this stage yeah, I, think. I agree um i would put the jazz second i really would put the jazz second i, I don't fancy the nuggets as as much as year far like a trade like we mentioned <laughs> and then i'm looking through the other guys like portland i'm not convinced their defense is good enough golden state same uh mm-hmm. who else we even got really yeah no i i i would probably phoenix nah, I, no i would go nuggets over jazz personally but they are they are up there yeah it's close yeah, I agree. But it's just the drop from the two LA teams, I think, is too much for, for the next ones. To, even though the Nuggets did beat the Clippers last year, I, I just don't think he'll be the same this year. The thing, yeah, I agree. But the thing is, if the Jazz get through to that Western Conference semi-finals, like they should have done instead of bottling uh, a 3-1 <laughs> lead, they probably yeah. would have beat the they probably would have beat the Clippers as well. Let's be honest. Yeah, they probably would have done because yeah. they were just so pathetic in that second round. Right? <laughs> So I'm not I'm not going to rule out the Clippers completely bottling it anyway. Yeah, I guess. All right, was that, that about the Jazz? <laughs> I don't think I hear a response are, are, from George. My question: Are we done talking? Oh, what was the question? I'm just, I've just got lit, no, no I interest. I, in I think you said you'd be gods, gobsmacked if they made the West. Oh yeah, you did. Oh, gobsmacked! Like this is all well and good in the regular season, but like unless Rudy Gobert starts putting up 26 a night, then. <laughs> Like, but that, like but that's what it'd be great to see. Like, I like Donovan Mitchell. I like Jordan Clarkson. I like Mike Conley. You remember, I used to rep a Mike Conley jersey on my my player in NBA two K two K eighteen. 
but just collectively, I don't know what it is about the Jazz. They just just they don't know. have a superstar. That's what you don't yeah, like about the Jazz. Yeah, it's true. That is probably what you don't like at the end of the day. No, but no... it's not. I like other franchises that are superstar less. It's not because think, of that. I just don't think you like teams that without. I don't know. You might have to name one. There. Oh, I'm actually now. You don't like the Pacers. Yeah. You don't like the Pacers. I like the Suns. Is Booker a super? Like we can't. Yeah, I'd that. say. I don't oh. think it's a superstar if he ain't made the playoffs. I wouldn't cast it. Yeah, like that's a good Suns. point, actually. That's not, yeah, that's not a terrible show, I, I guess. Like, I mean, I like the Suns. I like the Thunder. I like some of their little role players on there. Yeah, the Thunder um, isn't them having a good team. The Thunder just suck. I'm, not, I'm no, talking I'm about actually like decent. I'm, I'm having this from Louis here, who's a, a Timberwolves and blimey jazz fan. Like, that is so Every time we talk about the jazz, you rant and rave about them. I don't rant and rave. I've always said that they've got a ceiling on them. I definitely don't rant and rave about the jazz. But what's the ceiling on the jazz? Like it's just a low. Well, it's like a four foot ceiling. Make Western Conference Finals. I'd be very surprised if they made beyond that. Mm. I think they Western can... Conference Finals is an absolute stretch and a half. They could can I can I even get odds? Let me see if I can find odds on that because I'm actually curious to see where the money's on. Can that. find odds for Christ's sake. They're like right. the fourth best team in the in the uh, in the conference. They're, They're eight to one. The They're eight to one to win the conference. You can't get them going finals. Who's um who's worse? Right, let's move who's on. Better? Let's move on from the jazz. Like it's oh, the two LA teams. It's the two LA teams. Then it's the Jazz. Then it's the Mavs. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not denying that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what they were saying. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so so oh, we've, got, we've, we've got about we've got about eight minutes left. What what mm. can we let's let's try and save this in it for my interest of basketball and move as far away from the jazz well, as possible. Can we prick your interest with a little bit of a Embiid Jokic debate? Because I know you're passionate. Oh, because it's going to upset that. me. It's going to upset me because I know it's going to go. Well, no, no this, we can have a balanced, nuanced discussion here. On no, but I can't. Avenues I can't. Or... I know I can't. So this is why I can't do it. Oh, I don't know. I like. I like Jokic, and he's obviously an unbelievable talent. But I, d- I don't know what it is. It's it's eye test material, and also Jokic can't go thirty and zero on FIFA. So, I <laughs> yeah, abso- no, also true. just want to call that out right now. Absolute rubbish. I'm not buying that at all. Joel Embiid went thirty and zero. I'm not having that. I'm not. I don't you're, care. I'm not having. You're that. just bad because you never will, mate. No, nah, it's very true. But I also, <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, we were talking about this on a bit on the last podcast when we were talking about MVP candidates because these two are in discussion at the moment. Uh, uh, it, I thought it'd be a good idea to take a Jokic. closer look at the two. Yeah, Is I think Jokic an MVP discussion? Oh, mate, the, the other night when he had, uh, well, against the Jazz where he had, what did he have? 47, points? I think, on Rudy Gobert. That's what I mean. He always Rudy Gobert, to be fair. Yeah, just um, looking at it now, Jokic is averaging... 20, about 27 points, 12 rebounds, over eight and a half assists. He's shooting oh. very well. His PR must... I don't know if it's the highest in the league, but it's got... I, I think it must don't be. Don't PR. No, PR, PR is the nerdiest stat of them all. I, I only mean, want to yeah. At the same time, you, obviously you take all stats in context, but yeah. it's a decent indication of how a player's performing. Uh, yeah, and I do believe PR favours newer players as well. But yeah. that's the point. But the, the thing that... I, I like about the conversation when it comes to Jokic and Embiid is how different a player they are. You, you know, Embiid is much more of a two-way play. You know, he offers you the scoring and 
a lot of defense as well, and that's seen by the 76ers being a very uh, a very good defensive team this year. I think they're first in blocks as a team. Uh, but you look at Jokic, who is essentially the offense for that Nuggets team, who are a fantastic offensive team, and are you know they're fourth in offensive points per game and third in field goal percentage. And I think I think it just comes down to what sort of what type of player you like with these two. I think these are without a doubt. Minus Anthony Davis, because you know he's kind of a power forward, kind of a centre. I just want to go for the mm-hmm. centres here. Yeah. These two are the two best big men in the league. I don't think there's any debate of that. Mm. Oh, it's it's good to see like the big man thriving a little bit more as well. Um, mm. If you know what I mean, because <clears throat> oh, Shaq. Yeah, well, yeah, it's true. We haven't seen a, a like a top quality big man, I suppose, since Dwight Howard was in his peak. And as we've mentioned several times on this podcast, he's an idiot. Um, and he just wasn't very likeable. Well, you've mentioned it. Yeah, well, I, 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 don't, say, I, don't mind I, I don't mind Dwight Howard, but um, yeah, he does do some, some interesting things. He was just very disappointed at the end of the day from what he displayed like early on in his career. Just tailed off quite significantly. Um, I think what's most interesting is that like I feel like Embiid is more of your traditional like centre in terms yeah. of like his role. Um, he posts up more than any other player in the league. To be fair, Jokic is second. Um, he should do it but, more. Who, Embiid or Jokic? Embiid. Embiid yeah. um, he, he posts up a lot, mate. 8.8 yeah, game, but, apparently. Yeah, but yeah, th- this year he's done it a lot more because Doc Rivers has told him. But prior, he'd be like, oh, no, I want to shoot free because I'm Steph Curry, but seven foot, but he doesn't do it. Yeah, a change this year. I, I, I actually went and double-checked while I was looking up all the things of Jokic and Embiid. And so far this year, Embiid is averaging the lowest three-point attempts of his career, which mm. is a good thing, and which is what you what everyone's been asking to see from him to be honest over the past couple of years is a, a bit less on the perimeter and a bit more a bit more getting down low i mean you had to take into account last year he's playing with al holford uh tobias yeah. harris and ben simmons who all would like to do their work inside now he's got more mm. space and then he can post up a little bit more um and he's very effective of it clearly but i think Jokic is like what you describe as more of a modern center in terms of he's a better shooter quite frankly um, better passer, better ball handler, that type of stuff. He's basically like no other center that we've seen really before him. Uh, so it's an interesting debate because I do think they are sort of wildly different. Whilst you know, Jesus, actual players. Yeah. Um, I think I would prefer to have Jokic because he has more playoff pedigree. Um, and like I just think his game translates a bit easier to playoff time, but. You know what, Embiid, I, I was criticising him a lot last year, and I think we all were, to be fair, because it was a disappointing season. But he has come back a lot stronger uh, this time around, a lot more motivated, and you can see why. A couple of years ago, people were debating whether he or Yanis was the best player in the Eastern Conference. Mm. Yeah, all right, George, so you're you're definitely with Embiid then? I mean, I'm with Embiid. Uh, well, I mean, what did surprise me is that he's older, Embiid. Than Jokic by a year. I didn't that really think of that. That surprised me, head. actually. Like, when you think well. of it like that. And when you think of it, he's, he's a year older. Um, I don't know if like, if it's like a month or if it's like a full-on 12 months, but he's 26 and Jokic is 25. Um, what concerns me about Embiid's obviously his track record of being um, injury, very injury-prone um, and just very fatigued and tired and misses a few games. But um, Touchwood at the minute seems to be a little bit better this season. Uh, and the Sixers, in, under this kind of new role that he's been putting with Doc Rivers, I don't know. Um, 
it's tough. It's tough to argue against it, but I think it's just from the way that uh, they're both they're both really good off the court as well. Is the thing like there's not like mm. they're like one mm. of them's got a really good personality, and the other doesn't. They're both quite funny off the court anyway. Um, so I mean, I, I don't not like a better leader. Yeah, actually, I, I I think he's probably more vocal, and he's probably mm-hmm. and his his antics that he can use to get under people's skin is a lot better, and he's probably his gamesmanship is what I'll say is a as a lack of a better word. Um, it's probably better than Jokic's, but I mean they've both got pros and cons. Um, from how I'd want a centre to play, I would prefer Embiid, but I can fully understand why someone would want to take Jokic. Um, yeah, and obviously, I mean, I'm going to take Embiid because you know, hashtag here they come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, do, I do think it's fair to pick either of them, to be honest. But I think even though I don't think you can ignore how much better Embiid is on the defensive end. I yeah. personally I personally would take Jokic purely because of the one because of the playoff pedigree and two just I don't know why but I just the type of player he is I just like it so yeah, I just like that type the type of center he is so that's why I'd choose him Yeah that's fair enough um and I think unfortunately we're going to we're going to run out of time here to continue this more but I don't think either are going to win MVP anyway if I'm being completely honest I'm seeing that going LeBron and I'm Sure yeah, I mean, I, 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 I said I, I said I probably saw it was going. I think you'll go to one of them oh, too by the end of the oh, season. Oh, right. fair enough. We'll bookmark that one. Um, anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on our socials on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all of the others at Swingman Pod. Um, check out our website www.swingmanpod.com, uh, and we will catch you in the next podcast. Thank you very much for listening, uh, and have a good week. Cheers. Bye bye.